you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Howdy, squirrels! Welcome to another episode of Squirrel Talk, found on the Sonar Network. I am your host, Vicky Licks. Yeah, I'm licking myself. How's that for you? But my co-host, who is also most likely licking herself in a parking lot somewhere, please uh, welcome to the stage, Selena Vile. Oh, hi, you caught me. <laughs> licking the butt. <laughs> How you doing? My, kid, my dog won't stop licking her butt. I was like, you got to stop that. Licking my butt or your butt? No, my dog loves licking her butt. Oh, her own butt. Yeah, yeah that's gross. Yeah, she's the dog. Dogs eat shit. Listen, you would lick your own butt if you could. I don't think that's true. I actually don't love eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like eating ass? Come on. I don't, I don't even like having my ass eaten. Like, I'm not, for me, there's a whole storyline with poo. Because, like, I poo a lot. I feel like I'm never clean. Like, I will never be clean enough. And this is the reason also why I don't bottom. Like, it's just, I've got, issues with that area and they're my issues right well you've killed the fantasy thank you very much selena vile <laughs> i'm sorry and what a way to start the pod let's talk about poo baby <laughs> all right uh what is up what is up we are on our for uh, speaking of uh poop we're on our four-year anniversary of the squirrel talk podcast <gasps> it's four years as of this episode I think so. Well, we're, you know, um, guesstimating, but it's been four years-ish uh, for sure since we started back in 2000, what is it, 17? Wow. Yeah, and guess what? We are. I think we're, by the end of the season, we're, we will have put, pushed out 25 episodes um, this year, which is like a quarter of the episodes we've done in four years, basically. Well, that's true because we just we recently celebrated 100 100 episodes yeah so we've been pumping these out like crazy and listen i've enjoyed been doing this podcast for like the, the past four like four years consistently by the way weekly almost because the season has been back to back to back to back um so i've been yeah. really enjoying it but i am thinking that i need a little bit of a break because i think more seasons well we know more seasons are coming out and i think they might be layering those seasons as well and uh mama mama Mama, 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 mama. Baby, 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 baby. Mama, mama. Baby. <laughs> Mimi uh, might just need <laughs> a little bit of a break just to cool her jets. It's a lot. It's tiring doing these podcasts and watch, watching the show gets tiring. We complain <laughs> a lot about how much there is and we still love it and we still consume it. But there is such a thing as drag race exhaustion. Yeah, and I love doing these podcasts and talking about Drag Race, and I love Drag Race. It's my favorite show, you know, and it yeah. always will be. But I just feel like I need to take a step back from Drag Race for a minute, you know? Like, it's just this moment of, like, okay, I got to get back into my identity of Vicky. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, who's and, Vicky? Yeah, and less of, like, what's my view on the Drag Race kind of thing. So I'm going to take a small step back. But in saying that the podcast is going to continue with wherever the seasons come out next. I'm going to finish this season, obviously. Um, yeah. Lena will be taking over, basically. Um, and I will still be involved and coming back at some point. But uh, Selena will be uh, taking it on. Are you handing over the reins? I'm handing my trust. I'm handing over my squirrel baby. 
You're trusting me with a podcast? By the way, I've done every single episode of this <laughs> in four well, years. Yeah, because nobody else is editing it. Nope. So get ready to do that, Selena. Yeah, that's the part that I'm not looking forward to. Mm-hmm. All those but give me the keys to the kingdom. I want to oh, take over. Got to figure out how to edit out those hateful comments that are good us uh, dislikes. <laughs> hey, I'm good at that. Yep. Um, I'm actually really excited about covering Drag Race España. I've got big plans for that one. Oh, España. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you want to do, do all in Spanish. I mean, that would be a wonderful dream, but it would like cut down our viewership. <laughs> 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 to, two, to two the two <laughs> spanish-speaking people in toronto perhaps yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll see what happens there that'll be fun we'll see what happens you know what fun changes time for some switch-ups you know shuffle the deck as they say yes yes it's always good to shuffle it's like brooklyn giving drag race canada or sorry rupaul giving drag race canada to brooklyn that's right. Well, do you want to talk about that quickly? So they announced that Brooklyn and Stacey McKenzie are coming back for Canada's Drag Race. That's right. They, they also, did a cute little Instagram post. They also mentioned that, uh, you know, J, uh, JBC won't be returning. And it was the most awkward, like, video I've ever watched of people, like, trying. To, it felt very bullshitty to me. <laughs> like, I love you. I love you all. But, like, I, I call bullshit. Yeah, it's hard to know what their true feelings are about it, first of all, and what the real story is, second of all. Yeah, where's the untucked? Where's the untucked on the judges? We're only getting half the story. But anyway, now, they Jeffrey are... is officially, like, he's he got another, he did book another gig. It's the, it's the reboot of Doogie Howser MD for Disney Channel and or for disney or whatever um so it's a great gig it's a great gig for him and congratulations to him for getting that i think (laughs) he belongs there like i think that's a better fit for him it just felt very like convenient you know of course of course i mean there was the whole drama that happened with jonathan boyer chapman last year i did did you say jonathan i said jonathan jeffrey jeffrey who's jonathan (laughs) jonathan is there a jonathan boyer I don't know. I'm sure there is one. This is how much I pay attention to this show. Um, Jeffrey Boyd Chapman. Uh, you know, he had his controversy last year, um, but I was excited to, for him to possibly come back because I feel like there is a chance of redeeming, you know? Um, but I guess, I guess, no. <laughs> so it's very convenient that he has this other show happening. It's, it's convenient and it's also good for him. Like, go be an actor. You're an actor, go act. That's what that's where I see you doing well. So go ahead and do that. I almost wonder. It seems like they're really listening to the fandom with this season, just based on that kind of. Yeah. So you know, maybe they're really, maybe they really are paying attention to what the people are saying. Who knows? I mean, and also maybe he legit just booked this and was like, "I'd rather do that than deal with the hateful comments." Well, that's. I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just excited to hear who the third judge could be. Yes, it could be anyone. Well, I think the pool is very small in terms of who they could bring in. But I, I actually don't know. I actually have no idea. I it mean, it even like, could be no one. It could be they could be placing Brooke in the RuPaul role and Stacy in the Michelle role, and then rotating out one or two guests. Like Drag Race used to always have two guest judges. 
This is true, but they usually always have a permanent three, you know? You're right. They always had, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, right. The they Santino, had Santino. Michelle, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel, I feel like, I don't know. I hope it's a comedian. It could be Tracy Melkor. Melchor? Melkor. You know what? They didn't mention her in the video, and I feel like they would have, because yeah, I, they did last time. I feel like they would have. So who knows? I guess we'll find out. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, well- It's exciting. I like change. Changes are happening. The wind, the wind of change, um, you know, is blown and fly. Yeah. And we're feeling it. We're going with it. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm three sheets to the wind. Is that the expression? Yes, that is, and I never understood it. What does it mean? I'm like Candy with like, what does turning over a new leaf mean? What does three sheets to the wind mean? I mean, that was actually a good point. <laughs> when you turn <laughs> over the leaf, it's the same leaf. She's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> She's completely correct. I think it means a leaf in a like a page, like a leaf, a page. Oh, 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 oh! Someone looked it up. I think it was on Race Chaser. They looked it up, page. and like apparently in the olden times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but I hear it as like a tree turns over a new leaf. Like it, it sheds their leaves and then it brings in new leaves. Yeah, we got to update these expressions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, here we are, we're doing RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, and we are in the top five. <gasps> oh my God, we never thought we'd get here. Never thought we'd get here, but here we are. Beautiful. Thank you. I practiced that all day for this. <laughs> so who oh. went home? It was Utica Queen. Utisha. And she is uh, doing okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. her I, I actually am kind of obsessed with her just because her personality is so all over the place I will a never fascinating human being fully understand her and I like that you know I enjoy that yeah listen at the end of the day an incredible artist just an incredible artist a visionary yes she's got visions yeah. of concepts that we've never even seen on the show and I feel like this season particularly has really pushed the runway envelope, which I'm surprised by because they're also dealing with COVID things, you know? Yes. So Utica's really done that. And I've always said this, I think she is going to be a designer after this. I think that's yeah. going to be a big con for her among other things, but I think that's going to be her bread and butter. Oh, and she really should lean into that because she's so good at it. And you can be a quirky, listen, Designers are quirky. They're kind of the quirkiest people. So you live like, like Austin Scarlett. Like oh, she's so Austin Scarlett. She's so Austin Scarlett. <laughs> Project Runway season one. Oh my god, I have that DVD. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> Aw, oh my god, season one was obviously the best one. That was like Wendy the Pepper. one that like us all. Wendy Pepper. Wendy Pepper. Who if up? you're trying to do psychological warfare, congratulations, <laughs> you won. What was it? Somebody cut up her daughter's face or something? Yeah, it was a weird... <laughs> and people thought she did it herself to make a storyline? No, it was this other guy. We saw who it was. I forget what his name was, though. Kevin? We thought it was Kevin. Kevin was Kevin, yes. Kevin, who let fucking Morgan, Morganza, walk out and, like, go to a club in his outfit. Oh, this is when they had... Top, it was, like, top models. They had the model part of the competition and the Project Runway. Wait, they don't have the models anymore as part of the competition? No, they lost a lump, like, over 10 years ago. But that was, like, a big... Oh, but that was the best part. Like, Olga with her boyfriend who was, like, actually trying to design her wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. 
I love classic Project Runway now is fine. It's just not the same thing. I love the classic Project Runway. And you can actually still watch it and the fashions still hold up. <laughs> Some of them anyways, the good ones. Yeah. Even the bad ones, you know, Michael Kors. Oh fuck, he should host Canada's Drag Race. He's the, he's the best goddamn judge that has ever existed in reality television. Whenever I'm down, I go on YouTube. I watch Michael Kors reading Designers to Filth. <laughs> He is so such funny. a little bitch. It's so funny. It's like one of his lines was like, it's it's saggy and tight. Like, <laughs> like a diaper. <laughs> it looks like a diaper. Oh my God. Him and Nina Garcia. And he's so fucking orange. It's so funny. Anyways, let's keep going. That's part. You know what? Let's just do podcasts about old TV shows. I can talk about those. <laughs> This podcast always ends up becoming like a Real Housewives podcast, a Survivor podcast, and now we're a Project Runway podcast. We haven't even talked about Drag Race yet. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, so <laughs> you're an hour home. into the show. <laughs> Listen, this is the squirrel talk I can keep talking about. Uh, but we're yeah. into the, we're into it. Utica went home. God bless Utica. And you know what? She loves God, so God bless. Yeah, wiggle to the top, Utica. <laughs> Wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top. And they are coming in and uh, what's happening? Um, I feel like Simone is kind of acknowledging um, her inner saboteur. She's acknowledging this moment that happens a lot in Drag Race. Uh, we saw it with Widow Von Du on season 12, where mm -hmm. your inner saboteur takes over, where you're doing really well, and then you just get in your head and you fuck yourself. And she's acknowledging that's kind of happening to her, but she's trying to defeat it. Listen, we saw it with Lawrence Cheney. Yes, we see it with so many people where you do yeah. so well and then something trips you up and then you just can't recover. Even Gigi, her sister, even though she never made it into the bottom two, she start she started out so strong winning everything and then she just started to like dim her light a little bit as Jada really came up behind her. That's the thing with this is it really is a race where, I mean, we were seeing Simone as a front runner, like way ahead of everybody, but now it's kind of like, oh, it's a race again. You know, who knows? Because yeah. things change real fast. Who won last week? I don't remember what the challenge was. The uh, roast. And Candy. the winner was got her Rose? No, Candy. Oh, Candy got her first win. There you go. So Candy gets her first win and she's angling for a second. She's an angler. She's an angler. Um, I love that Gottmik is like discovering herself as a comedy queen now um, and discovering that there's different sides of herself to explore that are outside of the fashion and makeup realm. I think yeah. it's incredible because there's so much untapped talent with Gottmik. I'm so, like every week that I see them, I just fall more and more in love with her. They really had this aha moment and it's kind of cool to watch it on camera where you know, a lot of people, I mean, going Rose, for example, kind of knows who they are going into this. They're not really changing too much. They're opening up as the show is going on, but they're not like, you know, they're not discovering these things that God make it kind of, right? Yeah. Where, where God is really discovering like, oh, I have so many talents. I could actually do stand up. That's such a fun thing to watch. And they are so funny. They really are the funniest queen on the season, in my opinion. And I, I'm just so excited to see what they're going to do after, we, we, you know, win, lose or draw of the actual race. I'm just thinking Gottmik is going to be a complete star after this. I'm, I mean, well, later on in the episode, Gottmik is like, wait, do I want to be an actor? Because like, what a talent. Like, I'm excited about Gottmik's career after this. I would we, like to see them on TV more. We talk a bit more about this when they do the makeup stuff. So let's talk more about that then. Yeah. 
Um, and so now it's just the five and them. It's the top five, and it's New York versus LA. It is New York versus LA, isn't it? I noticed that as well. Yeah. So three from New York and two from LA. Um, which is it's kind of like, all right. <laughs> it's like this whole storyline. But LA hasn't won, I don't think, since Raja, right? No, LA hasn't had a queen win. I mean, this sounds like the fucking basketball game. LA hasn't yeah. won. <laughs> the LA Kings or whoever they are, the Bulls. I don't know. <laughs> That's Chicago. The Chicago Cubs and the, the Bulls. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, okay, we're in the next day. Here we go. There's only five gals around the, around the table. It's so refreshing that there's nobody there. I'm so happy about this. No, Rupaul, it's great. It's great to see. Paul comes in and they are serving some macho drag in their words because <laughs> they have glued <laughs> on a mustache. Oh, yes. You see, this RuPaul is just having fun. It's just props, <laughs> just props everywhere. Wigs, hats. I, I feel like she, her fucks, she, her purse is empty of fucks. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't carry a purse anymore. There's no, there's no place to put a fuck. Yeah, correct. So they're just kind of having fun with it. And that's always, it's great to see. We love this. Yeah. Macho drag. That's what it is. Macho, macho drag. There's no mini challenge. There is no mini challenge because this is an extra long, like, uh, like a, a two VHS um, movie challenge for the Maxi Challenge. Right. And it is called Henny, Astrate the Drag Queens. Which I love. That's one of my favorite movies growing up. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Like I watched that movie so many times, not by choice. It just was always on. My family was always watching it. I've seen that movie so many times. It was like a marvel of cinema making. Like it was like little kids running around being the size of ants. What an what an incredible picture. Yes. It was such a funny movie too. Yeah. Rick Moranis, you can't go wrong. Yeah, nothing's wrong. He's Canadian, right? I want to say yes. He has to be. Yeah, he is. He was SCTV, wasn't he? Are we confusing him with Martin Short? No, no, he, no, he, he was definitely, he was Bob and Doug McKenzie, right? He was that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Canadian. He's my brother. Yeah. All right, so Hannah yeah, Short, the drag queens. It's fun. It's an acting challenge. It feels like it's kind of late in the season for an acting challenge, but this is kind of a different one. It really is not like a TV series or like, a, um, you know, like the ones they've done before. This is like they're doing a full movie kind of. And so it's kind of different for that reason. I enjoy it. it I'm going to say it turned out better than um, the Sex and the City one. I did it on All Stars 4. Oh, 100%. I think they learned their lesson. Yeah. But they're doing this a lot. They did it with UK. Like they're ending before the big music challenge. They're ending with a small acting challenge, which I don't understand. Yeah, they did. They did do that acting challenge, um, but which also was a big acting challenge in that one. Um, yeah. I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> I, this is where I want to see a ball. This is where I want to see them like cry and have like, like put them through the ringer here. Now have... Yeah, they did a ball earlier. They they've done the balls earlier in the seasons. I found now too. So they they have done it this season. They did a ball, but in the past they used to always save the ball for like right before the top. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah. Not this time. All right. So, um, by the way, jo Candy has been fapping to Joey J. She is still reminiscing about just you know watching him bend over, you know having Joey in the workplace. Yeah, I'm gonna. Joey J is a fucking cutie. There's no way around it. 
Arizona, I'm telling you, Arizona men are another level. I can't even. I'm moving specifically to Arizona. Arizona men. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm serious. I'm not joking about this. Arizona men, they're undeniable. Something about the cactus water, the desert, the humidity, it's doing something to them. They're very sexual. They're very like fluid. Like even the straight men. You can, yeah, they'll do it. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. I gotta go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Move over, Megan. I'm moving in. Who's Megan? McCain. Princess. She's from Arizona. Princess of Arizona. Of course she is. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so uh, she's been fapping to Joey. Who can blame her? Yeah. So they, they picked the role. By the way, um, who's your fap of the season? Who's your favorite? Hello? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> um, who is... I, I mean, I, Joey. Joey's mine for sure. Yeah. 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 Joey is like just like such an undeniable cutie. Um, but I think like if I were to take someone on a date, it would be Simone. I love so I would just want to hug Simone. I love her so much. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, Simone. Yeah, I would love to date Simone. Sure. A lot of people yeah. are obsessed with R- Rose. Which I'm like, I feel like that's such a basic choice. I'm just not I'm I'm not feeling Rose in that way. You know, I'm I don't know. No offense. No offense, Rose. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really on the rosé uh, train sexually either. Don't tell Shanice this. No, Shanice is obsessed, but Shanice also loves Ellie Diamond. Let's be real. Is Shanice here? <laughs> Shanice, she's under my my seat cushion. I'm using her as a flotation device. Should this podcast go down in flames? <laughs> All right, we get a call. <laughs> There's a call on the screen. It's from legendary trans actor Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, thank you for calling that out. <laughs> Comic is like, oh, there's my representation. <laughs> so that is, let's explain that. What, what happened? Oh, so for people who don't know, Scarlett Johansson is famous for taking roles where she plays like trans men, taking roles that should be played by Asian folks. So there's a running joke that like Scarlett Johansson will play anything other than what she actually is. And she actually said, um, she's like, why can't I play those roles? If I wanted to play a tree, I could play a tree. So there's also the big joke about her being a tree. <laughs> well, and she should have been that Kimora Hall tree. What, where, what, what, what happened? She was really- Seriously, Kimora's um, coming for her gig. I, I feel like the big thing was she was wanting to play this trans character recently. Um, and she was really defending it as like, as an actor, you can play anything. Um, yeah. And, and t- yes, yes. But also like, no, because representation really matters. And also it's time for trans actors and gay actors to be portraying themselves. And this goes to that, what was that movie with that straight actor that just got nominated for Golden Globe? What, um, you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, I'm sure I do, but I can't, I can't picture it right now. The what late night, the late night sh- uh, talk show host. Oh, fucking you? James Corden, fuck that guy. Yeah, so he played a gay character, um, but it was so stereotypical. I haven't even seen it, I was just hearing about this, but like apparently very stereotypical. But also, like, you're taking that work from another gay actor who could have done a better job. I don't even personally care about that. I just hate James Corden, period. I care about that. Listen, like, there, there isn't any representation for gay actors. And gay actors feel like they have to be only straight actors. So I think this new wave of, like, any, if you're an actor of anything, like, trans, gay, lesbian, whatever, you know, you should be able to represent that and not that shouldn't be like a knock on you as that's the only character you can ever play. You know what I'm saying? And here's the reason why it's like particularly a big problem is because 
even today, but like four decades, um, if you are a gay actor, you have to hide who you are or else you don't get work and you're not hireable unless yes. you can play straight. By the and way, so for that reason, for them not to be able to play their own stories is fucked up. By the way, a lot of actors in Hollywood are gay. And Most have, actors in Hollywood are gay. <laughs> yes, and they have beards. They have, I mean, I'm listen, Tom Cruise, there's a lot of rumors, Tr John Travolta. John that Travolta. Shit, that shit is true, okay? They are gay, but they have to play up this, this you know, this, this facade to have the career that they've had. Uh, we've yeah. talked about this before so it's now i think we just need those walls to come down and the truths need to come out and and it's not just on them it's the business right it's not their fault that they have to hide that necessarily even though i wish they weren't at this point but it's the business that needs to change and accommodate that yes i'll say like even lil nas x was in the closet up until after his first release like uh, his like her first really really big release um, and didn't come out until after he made it huge and had everybody on his side already. And I think we're seeing with the, these actors and musicians that are coming out now that people, their opinions have changed. It's not like the 90s. It's not the, the, the 2000s anymore. People are, their brains are expanding. It's a good thing. They can accept it now in a way that they weren't able to before because they're learning. Yeah, they're learning. And also like kids don't care anymore. Like kids are realizing that everything we've been taught, yeah. what like our generation has been taught is fucked up and they're not standing for it anymore. I'm living and, for those kids. I'm living for them. Yeah. And the fact that our generation who also kind of understands this is having children now and are raising their kids to like, let them be who they are. I think is like, we're, we're going to see, I think in 30 years, the world is going to change. I think it's going to take a while, but I think it's going to, I think by by 30 years from that, we'll start to see things turn for the better, I hope. Oh, I believe that to be true. The social, the, just the social, the social situations for everybody will be changed. Yeah. Um, and I'm here for it. It's, it's time. And if you are of a certain generation and a bit older, you know, start to look at a different perspective, see things differently, challenge yourself. Why not? I mean, I'm, I'm not old, <laughs> I, but I am of my own generation where I'm, I constantly want to challenge myself to see things differently. And we should all yeah. do that. Listen, I've had I've I've had a huge shift in my my thought process in the last fifteen years, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for like the next generation for teaching me what uh, what's up. Yeah, listen, you gotta listen. Yeah. Speaking about that, this all came from Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Fuck you know what? <laughs> Fuck Colin Jones. Fuck her stupid, straight, punchable face husband for showing up on the screen and making a size queen joke. I hate that guy so much. You hate Colin Jost? Why? Oh my God, he's the epitome of like douchebag. Him and Michael Che can both like suck a dick. They're transphobic, <laughs> they're, like they're, their weekend update is always like transphobic, homophobic. Like they're just so gross and I hate that they're head writers of Saturday Night Live. I haven't felt that. I mean, I've watched them. I, I haven't personally felt that myself. Um, there's, I mean, there's been things like dead naming Caitlyn Jenner. Like there's like been issues with them. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Did you know that Michael Che had a whole thing with Leah McSweeney? I don't even know who Leah McSweeney is. Yes, you do. She's the latest cast member of, of uh, Real Houses of New York. <laughs> Oh, Leah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. I did know this. Yes, yes, yes. It's a fun story. She's unhinged a little bit. 
yeah, me and her have a lot in common. All right, we're getting <laughs> into, so any questions for Scarlett? She's just giving them all the actors uh, studios advice. Um, and that's- I like that when she shows up, she shows up, she's like, hey, I hear you guys need acting advice. What's going on? Like as if they didn't prep her at all. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's it, basically. I mean, it's nice that they're pulling in some big names. Scarlett is a big name. She's a huge name. Anne Hathaway is a big name. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, I'd rather hear from Anne Hathaway though, even though I also don't like Anne Hathaway. I'd rather hear from her. I want to hear from Hugh Jackman. Oh my God, please, without your shirt on. I mean, I um, love all these straight cis women, but like, come on, give me a straight cis actor. Why not? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Bring back Joel McHale. Everybody hated him, but I love him. Uh, yes. Okay, we, yep. we I'm going to be um, tapping to Joey J. Okay, so. They are giving their characters uh, uh, described by RuPaul. I'm not going to go through them again because I don't want to. Um, but they're uh -huh. going through deciding who's going to play who. Um, uh -huh. And they, they're all kind of playing characters. They all decide on characters that they've already played before, basically. They're like, nobody's really challenging themselves. I know. It's so fucking disappointing. It's so disappointing to see that they all, like none of them took a risk. Not one of them took a risk. Yeah, I think I think Simone was wanting to take the biggest risk. Yes, trying to take the other character that Candy wanted, um, and she recognized that. And and Candy in her confessionals is like going through the characters like this sounds like you. You should play this, but that's exactly the reason you shouldn't play that. Like, exactly. Rain, Although I am going to say I have a feeling that if Simone did get that role, she would have played it the same way. I do think so. We'll get into it. Um, yeah. I guess anything else happened before they actually get onto the set? Um, well, well, Simone's having a little bit of identity crisis because like you can't wear green and she can't find anything in her closet to wear that fits this character. And she's like stressing out because it's not the character she wanted. And she's like, I have to represent for my, for my house. They like put so much work into me getting here. House of Avalon. Yeah. Which is that uh, Gigi is a, a part of or adjacent to, I guess. I don't she's know. adjacent to, yeah. Um, we'll get into more about this later in the mirror talk. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah mirror talk all right so that should we should have called our podcast mirror talk i don't know what happened four years ago <gasps> that would be a great name for it well no it's too late too late felina we've already branded squirrel talk damn it i don't care if you like squirrels or not <laughs> all right so i guess we're getting to the uh the filming of it right let's get into filming baby so it's michelle Visage and carson Cressley directing it <laughs> What? I just realized you always say Michelle Visage the same way. It's funny. Michelle Visage. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that is not an easy name to say. Michelle, I, I could, I couldn't. <laughs> Michelle Bisou. Michelle Visage. All right, Carson Cressley, and they're directing them. And this is all green screen, like we said, because they're all being shrunken and et cetera, et cetera. And um, let's, uh, let's, should we just go through what actually happened in the filming of it? Like the actual um, presentation? Uh, yes. I say yes. So yes. All right. So we're gonna go through the rehearsal and the actual showing of it. Um, what anything stand out in the rehearsal before we get to that? Um, what stands out is how annoying Olivia is. <laughs> oh my god! And they all say this because she's like, "I have a question." Yeah. Uh, mm, can I? May I? I hate people who do this. 
like, she I says, may I a lot. I get it. That is polite. But for some reason, it pisses me off more than anything when people say, may I? I'm like, fuck you. May you I'm know. Like, did she just come off a shift at Milestones? Like, Milestones <laughs> restaurant culture is you say, may I speak? And everyone just says, may I? And it's so fucking annoying. Also, instead of saying yes, you have to say, yo, that. <laughs> and that's not a fucking joke. Oh my God, I could never. Are you kidding? You have to say yo that? It was the dumbest place I've ever worked. And I worked at Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Oh my God, yo that. I yo that. I, I couldn't say that with a straight face. No, it's, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Behind, yo that. Corner, <laughs> yo that. Yeah. Restaurants, don't miss it, never going back. May I? <laughs> may I, she's may, no, may you not. <laughs> Anything else stand out? She's being annoying. And she's playing the exact same character she's done before. And I feel like they're all just kind of falling into stereotypes. And, um, you know, I think it's good to have a niche and, um, and know, like, a specific character you can do really well. But I think when you fall on that again and again, you're doing this crutch. And Correct. Really what I love about this is that Gottmik really acknowledges crutches. And they're yes. getting outside of that. They acknowledge when they have a crutch and when they don't. And they're pushing beyond that. And that, for me says a lot this is true in a lot of ways but not in the voice that they use they keep going back to this uh, voice like which they did in their um which got mcdid in in her uh commercial she used it for paris hilton a little bit but that was more of like a vocal fry it's it's uh it's it's a repetitive thing with gothic as well in the acting challenges yeah, they're really repeating themselves with these acting challenges and for me like if i was there um, I mean, it's easy to say when you're there, but when you're not. But if I was there, I would really challenge myself to come up with a new character for each thing. I think a good example of this is Jimbo, you know? Yes. They just came up with a new character every single time. That's what they do in their real yes. life, right? And they brought that to the show. And I think that's just a great way of going into these kind of challenges on Drag Race. And that's the thing is like, you have such a limited amount of time to impress these people. So you have to bring them something new every time you're on the stage. It's like, you're not going to wear the same runway every week. That didn't work out for Vanjie. Well, some of them do with it and some of them just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's it I, in terms of the rehearsal. I mean, I love this moment with Got Mick and the Pussy Paw. It really is Very like, fun. Just like a fetish porn moment. Here's where Got Mick's real strength is. They, she has been having fun the entire time she's been there, and she's only having more and more fun the longer she's there. And that's what it's really all about. Like, that's what makes you go to the top is like if you're light about everything and if you're just enjoying the moment, that really comes across. And they've said this in their confessionals of like, they're just feeling like they're having fun. And that's exactly how you should handle it. You know, it's a TV show at the end of the day, it's a, it's a lighthearted TV show at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And I think Gottmik says that about uh, Rosie as well, that they thought they were really uptight. Um, and I've, I've always felt that, but like now Rosie is opening up a bit more and I'm seeing a bit more of the Rosé and I like Rosé a bit more. Yeah, Rosé is like showing a lot more warmth and a lot more heart, but definitely still has that like stiffness to her a little bit. She Which I want to talk about for this acting challenge. If I was to like give her an, an inanimate object, she reminds me of like those like teeth veneers, just like this like this pearly white teeth. Oh veneer. yeah, that's just her her essence. Do you have you noticed that I I tweeted about this? Her laugh, every time she laughs, she remains 
upright and does not move a muscle. Like a carnival clown? It's that, yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't move. I don't know anybody who like, doesn't like move their shoulders, doesn't move their head, like bend a little bit in the stomach area, like nothing. You're just complete upright when you're laughing. It's so weird. Maybe she's learning how to laugh for the first time. You know, it doesn't <laughs> come to everybody naturally. Uh, yeah, yeah. She said she's a comedy queen. She has to figure out how to actually do it. That's our fashion clown. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Michelle is getting candy to scream over and over and over, that's not good for your voice. Like that's not easy on the voice. Michelle's just asking her to like destroy her voice. And Michelle's a singer. She should know that that's not how that works. Well, I love that Carson's sitting there like, Michelle, are you sure you wanted her to keep screaming? Michelle's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like Michelle knows this is a filming moment, but also you yeah. can scream. It's just like screaming from the right part of your body. You gotta, I mean, as an actor, we train ourselves to scream from our diaphragm. Which I never learned. I never did properly. I, did. I always lose my voice when I'm doing the show. Oh, we did this. This is why I have such a deep voice. I, I, I my, my real voice is my real voice is really up here. <laughs> it sure is. But I've been trained by Dr. Iris McGregor Bannerman to drop my voice, and uh, you have to do it from your. You know, you're supposed to speak from your pelvic zone, from your pelvic. You know. Yeah. So uh, Candy was not though. Candy was coming right out of the larynx. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Candy's not going to learn how to speak from her diaphragm. Um, and Michelle was like, let's kill this person. Let's make well, them scream a lot. I mean, they should have brought Scarlett in to do that shit. I mean, give them some actual acting advice, Scarlett. Who's Scarlett? What are you talking about? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, gotcha. Well, like Scarlett Envy? Why would she teach them anything? We're talking about Scarlett Johansson, the legendary trans actor. All right, so I guess we're getting into the, so let's talk about like the actual showing of it. Great, let's do it. How did it play? It actually played pretty good. It was directed quite well, I think. It was, it was fun to see them tiny. First of all, this, I think this might be the longest acting um, challenge that we've seen in terms of just like timing for, on the show. It was a good like five-ish minutes, I guess. Listen, the UK one, the, the, the EastEnders one felt like an hour. That one felt like an hour, but this one was actually an hour. It was a I long time. They that when they got the script, so like, this is a chunky ass script. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt it like it felt like a full movie, um, which I, I actually enjoyed it for that reason, you know, because it gave me a full beginning, middle, and end. And, you know, we felt it out and there's moments. Um, I really liked uh, Simone, definitely was doing what she was doing before. Um, she's 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 resting on that now, which is yes. disappointing because you know like, and like Gottmik even says, or I don't know who says it, but she has her factory voice. The factory voice. It was Olivia who said that, which is hilarious because Olivia has her fucking voice, like well, voice that the, she falls back on. Olivia's doing this cutie thing that just isn't working for her. I just don't think it's working for her. It's it so annoying. Authentic. And that's the thing is it doesn't it doesn't read well. Like even if it even if she did like she doesn't do it well. Her acting sucks, which is crazy because she's a theater person. Well, this is why they get into drag. They didn't get the show. They didn't get the off-Broadway show. So they're doing the bar scene. Yeah, like Simone is repetitive, but she knows how to sell it. And she did do a great job. She, she, and she gave us um, she gave us levels with it. Yeah, you know, in, in, in the rehearsal, I was like, oh, this is a lot of factory. But in the actual showing, I was like, you know, this is fine. I'm comfortable with this. This is great. 
And that's what Michelle said. She said in the rehearsal, she was like, oh God, this isn't going to go well. I don't know if it's going to pop. And then in the, on film, it totally popped. Yeah, it did. I'm going to say that I really liked Rosé. I thought this was one of the strongest Rosé things that she's done so far. She stood out in the group for me. Okay, you know what? She didn't for me. I find that she's a great actor and she did do a great job of performing. I needed more butch and I needed more lesbian. Like I didn't get- Oh, I forgot that was the character trait. Yeah, right? Like I didn't get any, I didn't get a lot of it. It was just in the look, not so much in the performance. But I like the subtlety of it. For me, she worked the best. I enjoyed watching her the most and she had mugging moments where she was uh, making faces, but they weren't like put on. It felt natural and I, I, I was, I enjoyed her. It was definitely better than her gnome that she thought was great. Yeah, Nomi Malone was not great, okay. And yes. uh, who else was in that scene got Mick, I think, again, like you said, was doing the squeaky voice, but you know, they were also very funny and I thought they felt like the most natural in terms of their line delivery. Correct, correct. Comic was great. I didn't like the voice, but I liked everything else. Yeah, you can, you can learn to do more voices, but you can't relearn how to do delivery. Like we said, delivery is essential. That's what it's all about, yeah. And then Candy was kind of like, uh, not really in this movie. <laughs> she had her yeah. bits. She had her bits. Uh, I don't know if this is why she wanted to do this, because she just was able to take a back seat, kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think she thought this was the lead because it had more separate parts. Um, and I don't know, she was just really flat. It was fine for me. I, like there was nothing like good or bad about it. I just didn't think anything was like special in, in candies. So um, I think that was all of them. Five, yeah, that's five. But yeah. the actual, like, oh my God, there's a moment when they're like shrunken and they go past the Della lipstick. That, that's funny. The Della lipstick. They put in some good little Easter eggs for us there. <laughs> um, I love that they play back these moments that have happened that are just so funny. That's uh, so good. Yeah. They're very smart. The production team is very smart. They really are. And the fact that they're able to film this the day before and put it out the next day is pretty impressive. They have a really good team. They have a really good team on hand. Uh, an Emmy-winning team, you may say. Hey! Yeah, the pussy paw was a great touch, too. That was a nice prop. It was a good prop, and so was the cord. The um, yep. the, Yeah, that was a great prop, too. We loved it. We loved it. Great how job, many, everybody. How many tomatoes would you give this on the tomato meter? Ooh, wait, uh, is tomato good or bad? I never know. Rotten tomatoes <laughs> confuses me. Um, Me too. I feel like more tomatoes is bad, but I guess it's good. Right? It's like a the, I guess the less tomatoes means they're more, more rotten. But like in the olden days, you used to throw tomatoes at people if they were bad. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole, that's the mean, whole thing, yeah. In, in olden days, I mean, when I used to do stand-up. Exactly, like four years ago, yeah. The lettuce and tomatoes. I don't know how to lettuce. <laughs> I would give it like seven, nah, six and a half, six and a half tomatoes. Sure. Um, I'm gonna give it, yeah, I'm gonna give this I, seven. All right, right, we're, we're, I think we're being generous. We are being very generous. <laughs> six and a half tomatoes and one head of lettuce. All right, so I guess we're getting into the makeup mirror, right? Yeah. Okay, um, and then we have this, what, what, you tell me what happens first. 
Well, they're all feeling the top four coming on and they all kind of want to get there. And um, I think Candy asks, like, do you have any back home? Was like, like, are you representing for anybody back home or something like that? And we get into like Simone's, um, the pressure that she's feeling to represent House of Avalon and to do as well as Gigi did. Um, and she can feel herself slipping in the competition and it really scares her because she started out so strong. And th this is where I just want to hold Simone and be like, baby, you made it to top five. You won four challenges. You are killing this game. S get out of your head. Like they're gonna be proud of you. She is really feeling this because the water is just pouring out of her face. There is a leak and she can't turn it off. And yeah, I kind of, I love, but this is what I love about Simone is that she does, it sounds bad to say this, but she beats herself up and I like that. But it, it, I like that as an artist, you need to challenge yourself and push yourself. And I like that she always does that, right? It shows that you care. It shows that she cares. And that's what I want more than anything out of my drag queens, out of my drag artists, period. So yeah. I love that about her. Although I just want her to like cool off. Like also get some perspective on what you've done and acknowledge when you've done well. That's hard to do. You know, you always think of the things that you failed at, you know, especially in that Simone, she's like, I just was in the bottom two, even from winning the week before. But don't dwell on the things that you're failing at. Think of the things that you've done so good at. If anybody, listen, if you get kicked off in the first few weeks and anybody makes you feel bad about that, they're an asshole and they're not your family. So like, they're gonna love you no matter what. And Candy says that, she's like, they're proud of you to begin with just by getting here, you're making them proud. Yeah, that's a story she's made up in her head. That's an inner saboteur moment where she's making up the story of they're gonna disown me. That's never gonna happen. If they're your family, they're a family, right? Exactly. So it's she's in her head. That's it. But um, it's concerning, and I hope she gets out of it. I hope we don't get this kind of widow wouldn't do moment where she just caves in on herself. And I don't think she will. Candy even has a little moment where she says, um, "I need to make it to top four to prove to everybody, like prove everybody wrong who said that I would be voted out first. And I'm like, "You've already proved them wrong. <laughs> like you've you've made it past first out." You've made it a top five. It's pretty fucking huge. Yeah, well, they all say, like, listen, we've all gotten to the show, and it's no easy feat to get on the show, by the way. It's seriously, it is no easy feat. And everybody who's done the show knows that, and everybody who hasn't get on, gotten on the show knows that. So it's, you know, it, getting on the show is, you make, you're a winner in that. It sounds cheesy to say that, but truly, like, you are a winner to be there, right? And if, even if you're not there, you're still a winner, so don't worry. Because that's the thing is like not getting on doesn't make you a loser. It just means you didn't fit in with like the cast that they were casting. Like Nina West didn't get on for 11 seasons. And that doesn't make her any less of a drag queen. Making Megan McCain an honorary Rue girl makes her less of a drag queen. But not getting on Drag Race doesn't make her less of a drag queen. Not this again. Well, I got to bring it up every time. I do like that Rosé admits that when she came in, she had like, she was scared to say anything wrong that would turn the fandom against her. Like that's a real thing to be scared of because the fandom is fucking vicious. Well, that's where Drag Race is now, I feel. It's this new generation of, um, of really producing yourself in a certain way because you want to be seen by the audience in a certain way. And because um, and, the fandom is really like, is no joke. And I feel like a lot of queens going into these seasons, I feel like Olivia is a good example of this, really produced herself yeah. in a certain way. 
and we're just not connecting to it. I don't feel like this is authentically her necessarily. It could be, I could be wrong. Um, and I feel this, that, that that is true with Rosé. In the beginning, I really wasn't connecting with her because I feel like she was withholding things, but I feel like I'm getting to know her a bit more now. So she's letting that go. Yeah, like we, the audience, have been connecting with her and her castmates haven't been connecting with her until recently. And that's, we know that's not who they are as a person. Like in real life, I'm sure they're very jovial and like love to, you know, do things with everybody. But like on a TV show, you're thinking about like, how am I going to be perceived? Yeah. So uh, it's a new world. Would you be concerned, Selena, about like how you would be perceived? No, because I'm like, I'm, <laughs> no, I thought that I'm perfect, which I am. But um, no, I, I've been around 40 years and like I've always been kind of like unafraid to be myself in every situation I'm in. Like in every workplace I've been in, I've always been the, the person who doesn't hang out with everybody else, but like everybody likes because I can still make fun of everybody because I'm kind of on the outside. So like, I like that. I like staying on the periphery and like being like 100% myself, like not giving a shit about where I am. Right, you'd be like you'd be the most liked in the workroom and the most shady in the confessionals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how she. Yeah, I'd be shady. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> and everybody would watch you after, and be like, "What she said? What about me? When? Oh, yeah." I like that. Like at the beginning of the episode where Candy was like, "We're all friends," and then someone's like, "Let's wait till we see the confessionals." <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. I would be concerned. It's, I mean, I wouldn't be concerned, but it's definitely a thing that plays in my mind for sure. You know, you can't, it would not play in my mind of how things would be perceived in the moment. But I think as you go through it, you just forget about it, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People are going to hate you no matter what. It doesn't matter yeah. how amazing you are. There's going to be somebody out there who hates you. And when you're on the show, there's going to be a big group of people who hate you, it doesn't matter who you are. I think the best way to go into it is to not be like, I'm gonna be the most loved. Don't don't think about that, just do you. People are yeah. gonna love or hate you, that's that's on them. You do you, you know who you are, that's it. Yeah, I don't know, I, I keep thinking like, if I ever got on the show, how would I deal with social media? And I think it would be, don't read the comments, don't ever read the comments. I would read And don't comments. respond to any, any negative don't respond to anybody at all who has anything negative to say about you. Just ignore them because they want your attention and they want you to like respond to them and they want you to block them so that they can say they were blocked by you. Yeah, it's projection. It's all projection. Yeah. And uh, we um, get into this conversation about God, also just the lack of representation of trans uh, yes. folks on television. And they're either like hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine and there's not really any representation in between. And caught, I mean, but keep in mind, there's barely any representation to begin with. Well, that's the thing. Like, there really isn't yeah. a lot of representation, period. But also, just you like, there is nobody really in between on on, um, on 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 media. The only name that Gottmik came up with was Chaz Bono. Like, there's not a lot of representation to go around for trans folks, and that's another problem with. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> taking these roles. That's it. There are a lot of great. This is here's the here's the here's the nutshell. Okay, there are a lot of great actors. We're finding out that God Make is actually a great actor, and God Make could do those roles in the future. But they I need, would love they need to the see opportunity that. of these kind of shows to be able to do that. 
and they need the opportunity from casting directors to be able to do that. So God is breaking down, like they said in their entrance line, they're there to break the system. Was that it? Yes. Yes. Crash the system, and they are doing it. They're fucking doing. I can't. I'm so excited about their. Anyway, I've said this already. Let's. Yeah, but I, I agree with Gaunt. Make that that like they're doing a great job of representing of representing right now. Amazing job. I'm so proud of them. And uh, let's see how it goes. I guess we're getting into the runway, right? Let's do it. Oh my God, I need a break. Shall we run away for a break quickly before the runway? Real, real quick. Meet Uh, me right back here, okay? Okay, run away, run away, run away. Oof, I just went for a real jog. You're sweaty. Look at the beads of sweat on your forehead. Thank you. Oh, these old anal beads. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I've gotten to jogging. I've gotten into the jogging. I've ran more in the past week than I have in my entire time in Toronto. <laughs> I want to get into jogging, but I'm worried about my knees. I, well, you know, I have terrible lungs. I can't, like, it's hard for yeah. me. Yeah. But I'm doing it. I'm pushing through. I'm doing it. Yeah, that cardio is good for you. I need some of that cardio. Oh, also, you know what's a great song? Cardi B's Up. I haven't heard it. I listen to that when I'm doing my cardio. Oh, okay. It's great. It's like, a, it's like I can't get it up. It repeats itself. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Good. Anyways, we're back into the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race. Here comes RuPaul, Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley. And we have a new judge. This never happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's Cynthia very Arivo. Did I say that right? Arivo. Yeah, you said it right, Cynthia Arivo. Um, very odd that they would bring in a new person during COVID times when they already have four rotated guest judges. Odd, but also good because they are an actor, so this makes sense. Completely, yes. Um, and also, I just love that all the guest judges this season have been black. They have. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, she, uh, what is Cindy? I guess she played Harriet Tubman, right? And that the whole game. She played Harriet Tubman in the movie. She was nominated for an Oscar for the role and for writing the song, and she should have won what movie for the song. Movie? This was two. I want to say, when did they, they film this? Two thousand twenty. So it's probably two thousand nineteen. Well, what movie? I think it was called Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Was, of course, yeah, Harriet. Um, she also won the Tony for playing Seeley in the revival of The Color Purple. We love The Color Purple. Yeah. That's such a wonderful actor, incredible singer. Yes. Oh my God. Such a good musical. That, I mean, The Color Purple has given so many amazing Black actors and singers an opportunity. That... Well, Cynthia Revo was in it with, um, with Jennifer Hudson. Uh-huh. When Perfect. I saw The Color Purple on Broadway, it's. Fantasia? Started- Fantasia Barino. Oh, I would die. It was incredible. Like, she should have won a Tony for that, even though she didn't originate the role. She should have won it. Oh, uh, Fantasia is so... Pr- I mean, she doesn't get enough. She doesn't get enough. The <laughs> entire audience, every time she was on stage, was forward in their seats. Like, no one was sitting back. Everyone was, like, about to jump out of their seats because she was so incredible. The most, like, undervalued winner in American Idol. Like, just... Uh, she's so perfect and she's gone through some life shit and she's never lost her talent like we see a lot of singers who like people like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston they kind of lose their voice as they get older 
-hmm. Fantasia sings from the gut and she has never lost her growl. Like she's always been there. She's always had that raspy and just her natural like talking voice is like, I can't do it, but can you do it? Can you do your talking voice? It's it's very, um, it's very, (laughs) it's high, but it's also really raspy. Oh, that's good. You got got it at the end. Yeah, raspy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. Yeah, oh my God. Jackie. I can't believe when I found that moment to put on from Big Brother to put on the fucking uh Instagram, I can't believe how accurate that was. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're getting to the runway. Guess what? Guess what the category is. I didn't hear this at first. So I heard something completely different. They were like, oat pocket. I was like, oat pocket? What? (laughs) Hot pocket. Hot pocket. Carson says a joke later on. I didn't put it together even. I knew it was pockets. But Carson said hot pocket. I was like, oh my God. They're doing a joke on hot pocket, hot pocket. Yeah, cute, right? It's really clever. Did not get it right away. Did not get it. I wish someone had come out in a hot pocket. I wonder if any of the eliminated girls were planning to do that. I hope, would hope so. I would be dressed. I mean, Rose usually does the hot pocket, so I can't believe she didn't show up as a hot pocket. Correct. Um, okay, so first up is Simone. Here comes Simone, yay! And she's giving us a. She's in. She's got herself in her back pocket, and she's got a little zipper, and she's got this wig that you love. It's a blown over <laughs> orange fire wig, which I have feelings about, but. This look is a nut. I love this. Very nutty. It's such, a, and this is what I would expect from Simone. Like she would come out in a fucking denim pocket with the zipper on the side and the little button. Like what a what a great creative mind. And also just like talk about concepts like Utica. Simone's really had some amazing concepts. Like just this oversized giant metal zipper with the zip. That's crazy that they made that. I don't even know how they made that. I know, I was looking at the teeth and I was like, how'd they fucking make the teeth? It looks like an actual giant zipper. And the fact that this was like, honey, I shirt the kids challenge too. So perfect. And the fact that she packed that into a suitcase and didn't ruin it. I mean, here's what I'm gonna say about Simone. She, I don't think I've given her a single cut. I can't imagine giving her a cut this entire season. No, she did not receive one. I feel like I would just love to be Simone sitting in my drag room, looking at my my drag race collection of things that I had ready to go to the show and be like, fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just staring at yourself and being like, wow, I got this. Yeah. Because this, I mean, this, just the whole collection of stuff she's shown is some of the, I, I'm, may be the best in the history of drag race. I'm going to say it could be the best. It's definitely up there. I'm going to say this wig. I do like this wig on her. I don't love this kind of wig. <laughs> Like, I know you don't. it's working on her for this. This works really well with this. So this, this works. Yeah, it Next. does. It works. Oh, she got one hand in her pocket and the other one holding a zipper. <laughs> That's right, baby. And oh my God, and she's wearing flood pads. I didn't even notice that. I'm watching this right now. She's got these giant flood pads with big pockets on them. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, uh, it's a 90s reference. You know the big flood pants? Yeah. Fuck. Shit. Shit. Okay, here comes Olivia Lux. Yeah, here comes Olivia. What is this? <laughs> so, 
Uh, for me, this is just kind of a cocktail dress with like, they're not really even pockets. They're just kind of um, fabric. I mean, I guess they are, po- they're not pockets. They're not pockets. I mean, they're like like horses saddlebags, I guess you could say. Um, it's a pretty look. It really is a pretty cocktail look. I actually love her wig and makeup with this. It looks great, but there's nothing exciting about this for me. It's not a concept. It really is just like, this could be off the rack. Um, so she's had some some real hits this season, but also mostly a lot of misses for me. So it's a cut. Mostly misses. Yeah, you not you cut her a lot, eh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're pretty we're pretty clear on how I feel about Olivia. <laughs> yeah. No, I I like her her fashion in general. I don't like this. I don't even like this as a dress. I'm just not. I don't like the colors. It's just you know, not she, doing it for me. Just that she's covered this in stones, and we, I can kind of see them, these little tiny stones. But all these girls are saying, I cover these in like a million stones. We can't see them. Don't, you can't. Uh, don't waste your time. Do you know how time consuming it is to do that? It's so much time. That probably took her it's, two weeks. Yeah, do not. I'm like, if I were ever on the show, zero stones, maybe sequins. You no can't stones. see those. Unless you're going to do big ass chunky stones, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. She wasted a lot of time on this, I feel. Yeah. I should, if she had like a cascading pockets, like pockets under pockets, it was like a gown moment. That would have been cool. It would have been incredible. She could have totally pulled off a gown moment with the pocket look. Yeah, that's a cut. You give it a cut? I cut it. She cut the pockets out. Here comes Rose giving us more about you in black and white. And she's got a little reveal moment. And then there's more pockets under that. Yeah, I think this is a super, this is the best she's ever looked. I think it's such a cute look. And this is all in a PVC. Um, I actually, I love this on her. I think it's super cute. It's what's killing it for me is this wig though. I really don't like the wig with it. And I get it's kind of this mod wig, but for some reason it just isn't fitting with this look. Okay, I like, I'm okay with the wig with it. You, we, we've, a lot of people have issues with her wig pairings with her outfits. I don't love her wigs, partially because they're only an inch above her eyes. <laughs> Teresa Judice. But she can't do anything about that. That's that hairline, you know. Uh, yeah. But th- I don't know. This wig is just not the wig for this. It could have been like this more bigger Barbarella moment. Um, this is giving me more of like a sad Ariana moment. A sad Ariana moment. Is there um, a moment that isn't sad? I mean, no, she's, she's not sad. She's not sad. Um, no, she. I think Rosé looks fantastic. I'm gonna nut this. I like that that Michelle was like, normally your proportions suck. I can finally see your neck, and I'm very happy with the silhouette you're giving us today. Like, thank you for saying that, Michelle. I mean, she's dressed as a triangle, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give this a nut. I'm giving it a nut. I actually think the little dress is really cute, and I like the reveal. Um, it's just the wig. It's just the wig for me. Uh huh. But uh, you know. That's fine. Here comes Candy. Okay. <laughs> so this is giving me uh, like the Scholastic Book Fair moments. I don't know. Uh, like oh my God, I love that. She needs bookmarks to go in these little pockets or something. It's like, a kid, it's like a preschool moment. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I don't know what is going on here. There, there's, <laughs> this is a Michael Kors moment if there ever was. Yeah, he would have something to say. It's see-throughy, but still baggy. <laughs> um, I gotta say, when she came out, I thought she looked super cute. I was really into it. And it wasn't until she was standing there and they were talking about it, where I was like, oh, okay, maybe it is bad. I could see you trying to wear this. 
<laughs> I would totally try to wear this. You know what I love about it is the colors. I love her use of, I like that, Cal, that, that um, Candy's a colorful person and wears a lot of bright colors. And I love that on this look. I love her makeup with this. And I don't usually love this kind of contrasting colors in the eyes. It makes me nauseous. But for her, this, she does she a really good makeup. For this, it works. And I love yeah. the wig. I think this is a really fun wig for her. Um, and I like the really the top half of this where the pockets don't exist. But the pockets just, this whole pocket moment is just so, I don't get it. <laughs> and there's ribbons. Yeah. Like, there's just so many different things holding the pockets. I can't even see where I'm looking. It's a cut. Cut. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I'm not really comfortable cutting it, but I will cut it. You're not gonna cuff this? No, I am gonna cut it. I cut it. I mean, even Candy has said that she hates this. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, I just went to her Instagram to see if she did a, a, a photo shoot with it. And she did a photo shoot of her not wearing it, but like <laughs> holding it out. <laughs> and she takes the designer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, poor pinwheel pinwheel. I love it. All right, here comes Got Mick. So God is coming out in, uh, in a sherish wig, like they say, with a trench coat. And I love, we know where this could be going. And we love a trench. She opens it up. Anybody want to watch? <laughs> okay, my favorite thing about this is where the reference came from. I, I, as soon as she came out, I knew the reference. Uh-huh. You know Can you tell us what it is? Because I'm forgetting it right now, but I remember that I loved it. It's Hercules. There's, I, it's one of my favorite Disney movies. It's Hercules. And, and, and she made it, this made her laugh, too. It always makes me laugh when I watch it. It's the guy who comes out, opens his coat, he has sundials in it. It's so funny. He's like, anybody want a sundial? The way she tells the story and is giggling through it, like, this is where I just love Gothic. And it's a good way of coming up with a concept of, like, take that, make it modern with watches. And then she's got this whole, like bodice that's just like dripping and chains and watches it's like this the blondes the designer of the blondes this is very much that i wouldn't be surprised if they made this it might be them um and then the, the all the watches that are inside the coat i just think this is incredible i love this it i'm gonna say it feels more like a watch look than a pocket look oh boy <laughs> um but actually the dress is made by howie b official um but no, it is it is a fantastic concept. The outfit is incredible. Ooh, great. It feels more like a watch look than a pocket look. <laughs> it does, does it not? Well, yes, but I don't even care. It's so good. Who cares? There's pockets with watches that. in them. Who the pocket watches? You ever heard You're of right. a pocket it is watch? That good. Um, um, when she when she said Hercules. Until you said it was the cartoon, I thought she was talking about the Kevin Sorbo Hercules. <laughs> no, fuck Kevin Sorbo. Listen, don't, don't, get, don't, get Lucy don't get Lucy Lawless started on Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> I would love to see her kick his ass. There, she wants, she's asking for it. She's like, let's go, you, me. Uh-huh. Roman Empire, let's do it. She'd win. She would win. Um, did you know that there was like a this Trump supporter that was on the newest season of The Mandalorian, um, the Star Wars yeah, yeah, franchise, yeah. and they, they got rid of her. And they're talking about getting Lucy Lawless on the show. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love for Lucy Lawless to come back. I mean, listen. Was that know, woman a wrestler or an MMA fighter or something? She was something, right? I don't think she, I think she was just an actor. No, I think she was a fighter. I think she's like someone who got into acting through athletics. I love it. I love my Lucy Lawless. Yeah, we love Lucy. And uh, that is a runway. 
do we give? I, I obviously give it a nut. Uh, God gets a nut. A nut. Oh my God, Donna, of course, gets a nut for this watch look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, and then they're giving their feedback. Anything happened there? Um, let me see. <laughs> no, same thing that we said actually about everybody. Yeah, and then we're getting into the untopped stuff. <clears throat> uh -huh. And um, what happens in the untucked? Oh, wait, before they go to untucked, who should go home? Oh, we got another one of these. <laughs> I mean, they've kind of done this a few times this season. So, I mean, they should all be just like, okay, <laughs> we've already yeah. done this and we've already said the same person. Of course, they're going to say the same person. Yeah. I mean, there really is no one else to say. It's just Olivia. It is Olivia. And then Olivia also is asked the same question and she stands there for what feels like another hour. And Rue hates that. They're staring at each other. And it's this moment of like, Olivia, she's trying to produce herself again to be nice. You know, it's that feeling of like, and, and then, when, then when she says the name, it still comes off as country. So it doesn't even matter. Like She goes, based on everything. everything. <laughs> I thought she was gonna be like, based on this runway, based on, based on life itself. Uh -huh. <laughs> Andy's losing a life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I, Candy doesn't take it to heart because she knows Olivia's the, <laughs> the bottom. Exactly. When we get into the untucked, Olivia's still going on about these girls are sleeping on me. They don't see me as a threat. But like, girl, you're just not there. And, and the, we're getting into this moment like where they're telling her to her face, like, you're just not there yet, Olivia. And that's fine. You're young. You've only done this for a couple of years. For you to walk in there doing drag for a year and a half and think that these people who've been doing it for six years need to like see you as their peer like titles like you've done great you've done a fantastic job but let's not get it twisted what's going on right here exactly i mean i honestly i <coughs> listen i don't hate olivia i actually like her but i feel like there's other queens i, I would have rather to see denali get this far tina burner denali olivia could have gone home instead of denali at that point i would have been fine with that yeah if it wasn't that song, it definitely could have been Olivia going home. Yeah, I, I just feel like Olivia's already passed. You're, you're past your exploration date on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we get a message from Olivia's family, and I'm like, oh, this is why she's annoying. Okay. Oh, I like her family. Are you kidding? They were like doing a million takes of like, come on. I was like, ladies. Yeah, but listen, they didn't need to keep that in the edit. They could have edited that out. Yeah, but it was annoying. You weren't annoyed by them? No. I was annoyed by them. <laughs> but it's it's I'm annoyed that her that grandmother was like, I don't want you doing drag. Was that the same grandmother who was in the video? Yeah. Well, something obviously happened. She was wearing a tiara being like, Olivia, you're my queen. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I also think that she was, um, or maybe it was a different grandma. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I'm, she, she might have like 12. She might. We never know. You never know. We're in Untucked. We're only getting half the story. Hey. And then Candy's having a bit of a panic attack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her blood pressure's getting high. She's got to go outside, have some water. They're looking at her. And, uh, you know, it's a, have you ever had a panic attack? Actually, I had one that was very... I used to get panic attacks um, after my first breakup. My, like, my, when my first love, like, destroyed me. Mm -hmm. um i got them a lot and i remember one day i was 
serving. It was brunch. It was super mm-hmm. busy. I think it was even New Year's Day. And I remember like sweating and like not being able to focus and just going down to the office, telling my boss, I need to go outside for a while. I can't serve my tables. And she was totally understanding. And she was like, okay, go do what you got to do. Are you okay? And I just went outside and I just like got some air and breathed for like 15 to 20 minutes. Oh my God. I have never had as many panic attacks as I had working in a restaurant. Let me tell you. Yeah. It almost got to the point where it was like daily in restaurants. I was getting panic attacks. It's crazy. And so I know so many friends that are this like normal people, like don't usually get panic attacks. But for some reason, like restaurants do that. Yeah. It's intense. Uh, it's intense. People don't realize. Uh, people are crazy about their food. Yeah. So it's scary though when you when you get those panic attacks on because you're just everything gets lightheaded. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm happy that she realized what was happening and she didn't. And she took herself out. I think that was very smart of her. She recognized that she needed air. She recognized she needed a medic. She recognized she needed water. Like it feels like she'd been through this before. And if you have panic attacks, like you just have to like recognize, like take a moment, just take a moment for yourself, go. And that's what happened when Cynthia actually came back to talk with the girls, which was great. But you know, Candy had to excuse herself again. Yeah. And don't apologize for it, you know? I like that Cynthia didn't take it because when Cynthia Rebo came in and started talking to the girls and Candy had to leave, um, I like that she didn't, um, it didn't shake her at all. Like she, let Candy leave, didn't call it out, kept going with her thing, and then went to talk to Candy after. I was like, are you okay? And like, tried to bond with her over the gap in their teeth. Yeah, with the gap in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Mind the gap. <laughs> and so we get back to the runway, and we we didn't see this in the main show, it was just in Untucked, that they were asking, you know, are you okay? Because, you know, it's if she's having like a high blood pressure and her heart's going crazy, you don't want her to start lip syncing. Yes. For yes, your life. Right. Candy could have a fucking heart attack. You don't know. Uh-huh. So. And good thing she, like, she fucking pulled it through and she killed that lip sync. So what was the lip sync? It was Cher, Strong Enough. That's right. This is a fun song. It's a great song. I did feel like this felt, I, I didn't care for either of the performances in this. It felt like a wedding party to me. <laughs> Like they were just dancing at an after party of the wedding party, you know, like it didn't feel like either performing. And also it's a Cher song. Like, come on, we all know how Cher sings. We know how Cher's, you know, we know how the lyrics fit into Cher's mouth. Yes, we also know that Candy can't do other mouth shapes. Well, I mean, she was barely opening her mouth. Yeah, there's a really weird moment in the editing where Candy just stops performing completely and Olivia seems to drop to the ground but then they cut to like a completely different moment hmm I wonder maybe 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 there was a moment where Candy was having uh, hyperventilating who knows I have no idea yeah it was very weird very weird it was weird I didn't care for this lipstick I didn't really yeah I didn't care but it was a fun song and I wish there was more done with it yeah I did think that Candy won it I honestly, I honestly couldn't tell who the winner was. <laughs> I was just annoyed I, by Olivia the whole time. Like Olivia was like making this like desperation face and I'm like, have fun, just have fun with it. And like Candy was at least making jokes, pointing at her. She was having fun a little bit. So I was okay with Candy. Yeah, it was a wedding party. And then we find out <laughs> that the Shante is for Candy and Sashay for Olivia. Yay. 
So that is it for Olivia. Listen, she had a good run, a long run. It was a long run. You're right. And she did have a really, she did have a very good run. Like, come on, you've been doing drag for a year and a half and you made it to top five. Give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Like, I mean, all things considered, she did very, very well. Yes. I love that when she's packing, we see this, she has a suitcase full of tiny purses. (laughs) Like literally an entire suitcase just full of tiny little purses. Like there had to be at least 30 in there. She had a tiny tiny purse for every look. She did, but she didn't use it all the time. I know. I was like, you should have just used a tiny purse every time. Or maybe not. She should have given a fucking tiny purse to um, her makeover partner. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, come on. You're not going to give Denali a tiny purse. That's the only thing we even know from you. Yeah. Also, like, tiny purses are actually technically pockets. Why couldn't you have had tiny purses all over your look? (laughs) Listen, I'm I'm not going to explain this girl. I need to get to the bottom of this tiny, and who's making these tiny purses? Are these legit tiny purses or are these knockoffs? Are they, did she pull them from dolls? <laughs> My God, she robbed a um, American girl. She mobbed an American girl <laughs> So that is it for Olivia Lux. And she's doing this live thing, Olivia Live. But I was like, maybe you should call yourself Olivia Live. Well, the live is from Olivia. I know, but like it makes more sense. Olivia Live. Doesn't that make yeah, sense? That doesn't really sound good. Olivia Live? I love Olivia. Olivia Live. I don't like saying that. Olivia Live. Live Lux. Live Lux. All right, that's fine too. That's actually her name. Maybe she should just short it to Live. Yeah. Live Lux. I love that. That's great. Change your name. We found a new name for you. Heidi in Closet and Live Lux. Mm-hmm. that's this week's episode of squirrel talk we are going to come back for the final four next week and i think there's two episodes and i think it's final four and then finale right final four and then finale i wonder if there's going to be a reunion we will see we don't know we don't know we don't know but we will be here to finish recapping the drag race so thank you for listening to us squirrels thank you selena hey Thank you. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Squirrel Talk Podcast to follow along with all of our um, tangents and uh, rate, subscribe, uh, all those things. And uh, remember send us to money. Send us money. Remember to send us money. Yes, much money, many monies. Yes. And money see- for everybody. Money, 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 money. We will see you next week. Bye, squirrels. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!